To watch this on YouTube, search Steepcast episode 17. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the Knuckle Huck Finals this Saturday. We'll have more info in just a minute, but for now, this is Steepcast episode 17. And the chocolate is hot. Steve Cast reporting with you live from the top of Mount Block. Snow missed me, making you miss me. Cause I'm hucking a dub 12, I'll throw it into a misty. I'm a hunter, knuckle huck a motherfucker. Welcome back to Steep Cast. And if you joined us this past weekend for the qualifiers for the Knuckle Huck tournament, thank you so much. We hope you guys enjoyed that video, and we are expecting to bring a lot more this weekend. Our Knuckle Huck finals will be May 2nd debuting at 1 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central European Summertime, right here on YouTube. Join us for the live premiere because it was fantastic to have a live chat going on while watching the qualifiers. We got to hear first watch reactions from everyone, including some of the competitors, and we have a few great surprises for you this weekend. If you thought that that qualifiers video was the best that we could do, think again. We do have some tricks up our sleeves, and we think we're ready to take the Steep community up another notch. We're changing the game over here. Steep Steep has a new top five Steep Tricks video, so check that out on his channel. He's currently sitting at 49,000 subs, so give the man the boost he needs to reach 50k. And finally, this is just becoming a weekly habit. Check my Steez wraps up today, and you can head on over to their Discord to view those winning runs from this past competition. There's not a ton of news from Steep itself, so I guess it's time for the Reddit Roundup! Well, mop. My ears feel the same as Archer's every week after listening to Nick. But first off this week, we have a post from an upside down owl of him grinding the electric wires in Steep. We have seen this done before. He nails the transition by pulling off a nice spin, lands on the second rail. And then what I love is that he jumps off of the rail, hits another kicker in the snow and gets right back onto it. So a very impressive line. This next clip comes to us from Dater10, and this close call is just incredible. I have no idea how they made it over to these rocks without absolutely ragdolling all over that mountain. This took some serious skill and some serious time, I'm sure. Our first picture of the week comes from Jeffrey Delshell called Shadows, and he is doing a massive tail grab over one of the roads in Japan. Just gorgeous scenery and a beautiful trick. We found another awesome picture this week. This one comes from Thundling One. You can see a beautiful mute grab, perfectly symmetrical. It's, it's picturesque. And those faction skis are being beautifully highlighted by the white backdrop that the mountains are providing. Finally, we have a smooth line from DJag, where he is in Kitchik in Alaska, on top of the roofs, goes over the solar panels and just jumps from roof to roof, pops off the last one, and then lands right on the rail that's there and finishes off the run. As always, thank you to everyone who allowed us to use their content for the Reddit Roundup this week. And now let's head on over to the main topic. The main topic this week was presented by Sir Cholex. The first part of his question asked, what is your favorite ski snowboard film? 
And I'm still gonna have to go with Extreme Ops because that was my favorite childhood movie for quite a while. Yeah, if you missed it last week, we dug into Extreme Ops a little more. So go ahead back and check out last week's video where we discussed this in more detail. The main bulk of his question asked if we remember the first days of the game where we were walking or paragliding into new spots and making it there and then sending it. He remembered the third day of the game that he played with a friend and they spent two hours walking up Mount Blanc just to make a 10 minute descent and try to go to other zones to explore. That was the best sensation that he's had in a game because it felt like he was a real free rider. Ah, uh, let's take a nice trip back to December 2016 when we were both at home from college on holiday break and we busted open Steep for the first time ever. I absolutely remember traversing the mountains with Mitch, just walking for what felt like hours, but was probably only a couple of minutes to find that perfect spot. And yeah, that really did make you feel like a true free rider. I agree. I actually just got Steep on my PC, so I'm starting new, starting fresh. And that was one of the first things that popped into my mind was I did that tutorial. It showed me how to find new spots using the binoculars. And then when I went to go to Mountain View and use my infinite helicopter tickets, it said, you have 10 tickets remaining. Are you sure you want to use one? And then I remembered way back, you had to use the binoculars, discover a location. And then if you were lucky enough that a challenge popped up on the map, you could pick that challenge without using a helicopter ticket. So you really had to explore the mountain first using all of the options available to you to actually progress and unlock new areas. And for those of you who are joining the game now, let's all just recall that there were no rocket wingsuits available in the game way back when it started. So it literally was either skiing or snowboarding to wherever you wanted to run. And if you wanted to get to the top of the mountain peaks, you either had to use that weird paragliding machine or just like Sir Chillick said, you had to hike to the top of the mountain so you could ski down. And that reminds me, there is one location that Mitch and I found that will forever be the golden goose sitting on top of the mountain for both of us. It is hallowed ground. And Mitch, you know exactly where I'm talking about. I believe you're talking about the first Tardiflect Games location, which was a randomly placed big air jump I believe on Point Per Se, I know it's by La Clusa, is one of the towns around there, which is close to the starting area in the game. Yeah, it absolutely was Point Per Se. I mean, that jump came out of nowhere. It was tucked into the trees so well that we almost missed it. And I just remember walking and it was, we were getting to the end of our session. Like I wasn't really feeling it. My mind was kind of starting to wander. And all of a sudden Mitch is just like, hey, wake up, look at what I just found. And we looked at it like it was a god. I mean, the creative process immediately started rolling and we started putting plans down on how to capitalize on this big air jump. Because at that point, we didn't know if there were any others. We didn't know if any other big jumps like that existed in the game. So definitely finding that on foot was one of my highlights of starting steep. And I wish, I wish we could go back and relive those moments again. I do know that there's a couple more jumps like that in the Alps, and there is one that I can still picture in my mind, but I have no idea where it is on the mountain. I couldn't even tell you what mountain it's on, but every time I get on, I at least look a little bit to see if I can find that again. And I agree, that magic was, it was kind of mind-blowing how big the map was and just how easy it was to ski. It's not like they just sent it in. They really put some care into 
all of the different jumps and features that you could hit on the mountain. Well, we have an entire community at our disposal right here, so do you want to describe that area? Maybe someone knows. I want to say it's on Point Per Se or one of the close mountains, and it is a big air jump, just like the original Tardiflet Games one. It's just a big air kicker located in the middle of the mountain, and I believe it opens up into a valley in the landing. It was pretty steep and kind of hard to control back in the beginning. So that's, I think, if you hit the jump, there was more mountain and trees to the left and then a valley to the right. Well, if anyone out there knows the location of what Mitch is describing, please let us know in the comments so we can go back there and make some more videos on that one jump that got away from us. Next week's main topic, we will be discussing the pros and cons of snowshoes. Should snowshoes make an appearance in Steep or not? Nah, I'm just messing with you. Let's head on over to the weekly challenge. Well, it is looking like my computer does not want to play nicely with Discord today. So, Mitch, you might have to take the bulk of the weekly challenge, and I will add my little comments as we go. No problem. We've got some awesome before and after pictures from some of you. So first up, we got a prom pic and an after party picture from Lucas. For the prom pic, he is standing on one of the porches of the houses in Steep, close to the top of the mountain, just looking ever so beautiful. And then boom, face down in the snow for the after party. Yeah, that sounds like the after party of my prom. Next, we have a before and after picture from Smash. The before, I, I don't know how he did this, but his character has his hands on his hips, just looking sassy as ever, and then face down on a railing on a staircase in Alaska. Also, sounds exactly like the aftermath of my prom. Next, we have a prom pic from Sir Cholex of his character standing on the staircase of his mansion. Winning Checkmysties must really pay out big time because this place is gorgeous. Yeah, was this house in the beta or something? I mean, I, I don't remember ever seeing this in the game. I think you unlock that when you actually get 100% completion on the game, so that explains why we don't have it yet. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, hold on. Okay, this last picture loaded so I can finally talk during the weekly challenge. Take it away then. This one comes from Lucas Skip, and it is his after party picture, and his skis are just mangled over a portable fence at the X Games. Also, yeah, this all happened at my prom. I mean, I think you guys just went way deep in my Instagram and took pictures and recreated them on the mountain. I'm kind of offended. Thank you to everyone who submitted to these weekly challenges in our Discord weekly challenges channel and hashtag Steepcast on Twitter. Next week's challenge will be pictures or videos of the 90s. Get those 90s filters out and get those neon skis back on the mountain. It's time to show off your best 90s content. And the newest weekly challenge is going to be How Did I Get Here? If you need any more inspiration, Scroll the video back a couple seconds and check out Sir Cholex's picture one more time and then ask yourself, how did he get there? It's time to flex those Photoshop skills, kids. Let's get it going and let's put your players in places they shouldn't be. We have some questions and some ideas from Chris Wan this week. 
He started off with an idea that for episode 20, we should do a role switch where we ask them questions about different things. Oh, I kind of like that. Let's, uh, let's put that together. If you guys want to be a part of episode 20's role reversal, head on over to our Discord page and get acquainted with all of the wonderful faces over there. We'll be dropping some polls in the Discord chat pretty soon to hear what you guys have to say. His main question is, if there's a Steep 2 that comes out and they make it possible to host your own server like Wreckfest, would we like to see that? And what kind of modifications would we like to see to your own server? Would it be mountains, items, slope style park builder like the old Tony Hawk games or what else? Honestly, the number one thing that I would love to see in a private server would just be a massive cache of items that you could place on the mountain. So you could build your own slope-style parks with giant Winterfest items right in the middle. You know, you can make things make sense. You can make it an absolute nightmare to navigate. Just whatever you want. I want that in-depth creation that allows us to get in the game and make it exactly how we want it to be. If that happened, you know we'd be switching from the Tardiflet games to Winterfest Live, where we would set up the best Winterfest content you have ever seen. We're bringing winter back. Yep. You knuckle huckers don't know how to act. Yep. And all those sleds come on, pick up the slack. Yep. Take him to the mountain. Uh, that was good. I would love to see some more things like custom races where you could set the checkpoints, of course, building your own little trick parks or just adding massive kickers. Could you imagine the cliff drops we would see if you could build a kicker to start it off? It would be cool if you could create little sections too, and then people could add those to their own map and turn them on and off. Because one of the biggest complaints I have seen is that you can't turn the Winterfest objects off that we know of. so where you could import stuff, but then you could also disable it if you want to go back to the natural mountain. Yeah, so needless to say, I think full customization is what we both really want to see. Did he have anything else for us? Any uh, quick hitters? Several quick hitters, so let's go. Steelers or penguins? Penguins! Penguins for me too. Philly cheesesteak is a Philly thing, or the Pittsburgh thing, Permani sandwich, which is my answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a good Philly cheesesteak from Philly is phenomenal, but you just can't beat a Permani Brothers sandwich. Bud Light, Coors Light, or Miller Light. Miller Light or Labatt Blue Light for the Canadian in me. Get that other trash out of here. Why did you even ask? Miller Light all day. Our favorite music meme. My favorite is Shooting Stars. Mine is the old meme from Vine that featured Nickelback. The, uh, look at this graph. Look at it's the classic going with another music one live concert or studio album i mean you can't beat a live concert i've worked in studios and i have worked on live concerts and the energy is totally different for both but the raw energy that you can feed off of from the crowd a, in a live setting is unmatched. You can't get that anywhere else. I will take a live concert and I will take a CD of a live concert over a studio CD any day. I knew we were gonna disagree on this one as soon as it was asked. I'm gonna go with the studio album because to me, the best way to experience that kind of music is to just put on a great set of headphones or be around an awesome speaker 
and then just play an album straight through because you're getting the exact curated experience that that artist wanted to put together and how they wanted to show it to you. I'm not knocking a concert at all because they're great, but I just love listening to a perfectly mastered album. Next up, Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears. And I'm gonna go with Britney Spears just because of the pure bops that she puts out. Oh, fine, I'll take the other side of the coin here. Let's go with the hometown girl, the born and raised Pittsburgher. I'm gonna have to go with Christina Aguilera. You've never seen Britney Spears sing the national anthem at a Penguins game, that's, that's all I'm saying. And finally, would we rather go and get drunk in the US of A or in Europe? Europe. Europe was the place where I had my first legal night out drinking. And it was with you, Mitch. Yeah, let's just say we have most of our drinking memories in Europe together. Or should we say lack thereof? <laughs> Well, that does it for episode 17 of the Steepcast. Thank you guys so much for coming back for another episode. And please stay tuned to the channel this weekend where we will be unveiling the finals, the top 10 runs of the Tardiflette Games Knucklehuck Ski. For now, be sure to submit your comments and your questions using hashtag Steepcast on Twitter, down below in the comments, or over at Discord. I've been Mitch. And I'm Nick. And we'll see you on the slopes. Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. This show is brought to you by the Nick and Mitch Network. To start your own podcast, head to nickandmitch.com slash podcasts.